Well, who doesn't enjoy watching established giants duke it out and then have a younger, cocky, up-and-comer unexpectedly crash the party? Well, that's what's on today's menu. It's a triple header between two index-based heavyweights. It's the Spider S&P 500 ETF, ticker symbol SPY, and then Invesco NASDAQ 100 ETF, QQQ, going up against a smaller and younger, actively managed ARK Innovation ETF, that's ticker symbol RK. Right here on ETF Battles, stick around. Welcome to ETF Battles. I'm Rhonda Leggy. You told us you wanted to see the SPY versus QQQ matchup on a regular basis. And who are we to deny that request? And besides that, I'm in favor of any ETF battle that features colliding Goliaths under any circumstances, for any excuse, for any reason, whenever possible. But this time around, we decided to add some gasoline to the fire and to make it a triple header by throwing RK into the mix. So before I introduce our judges, subscribe to ETF Guide TV, check out our other original programs like the Portfolio Report Card. Let us know how you've been enjoying all of these programs. Post your thoughts in our comment section below. And if you'd like to see a certain ETF battle, you know the drill. Give us your ETF ticker symbols. Again, you can do that in the comment section below, or you can do that on our Twitter feed at ETF Guide. One more thing, you can download a battle recap of today's episode. Just hit the link in the description section below. Well, helping us to judge today's big league matchup is Dave Krenzis at ETF Portfolio Management and Mike Akins at ETF Action. Judges, it's great to see you again. It's great to be here, Ron. Hey, Ron. So we got our four battle categories, cost, exposure, strategy, performance, and then the mystery battle category. That mystery category is where you, the judges, get to pick that single factor or multiple factors that you feel are important to support your arguments and analysis. And who knows, that mystery battle category could end up deciding which ETF wins this battle. So my scorecard is ready. We're going to begin with the first category. We'll go through each one of these one at a time. You'll pick RK, QQQ, or SPY as the winner in each respective category. You can also opt for a split decision or take a pass. It's up to you. We'll begin with Dave, and the first category is cost. So this battle is huge. The old school index generals against the new top stock picker. On cost, these passive and diversified S&P 500 and NASDAQ 100 funds charge about 0.1% and 0.2% per year, while the actively managed RK has a much higher annual fee of 0.75%. Now, this active management could be worth the extra cost to some investors. However, the NASDAQ 100 gives you the best diversification of the three and a fully systematic process. And since the NASDAQ 100 is the next generation S&P, in my opinion, I give the win on cost to QQQ. All right. Thank you, Dave. That's a strong start. Mike, how do you see it in terms of cost in this triple header? Yeah, I think Dave's uh, on the right track talking about um, exposure mattering more than cost in this battle. But, uh, you know, from an absolute basis, SPY is is definitely cheaper than QQQ, which is definitely cheaper than RK. Um, But I would say that when you break down the portfolios, you can throw cost out the window because what's really going to matter is what you own. And there's going to be significant tracking error between these three ETFs. So give the win to SPY, but 
big star there that it really is not a factor in your overall return on these three strategies. Next battle categories, exposure strategy. Mike, you're still up. Give us your take. Well, all three strategies are going to give you a whole lot of tech, um, just simply because you've got um, SPY and QQQ, which both weight their portfolios based on market capitalization. So you get a healthy dose of your big fang names, um, Apple, Microsoft, um, you know, Google, Netflix, Facebook, they're going to make up a huge portion of your portfolio. So you're, you're going to get a lot of that, but um, ARC is going to take that whole level to another, to another level, um, not just in pure gig sector exposure, but tech in general, thinking tech, and innovation throughout multiple sectors. Um, so you got to think about it from that standpoint. Now, on an exposure diversification basis, SPY is going to be the best diversified, giving you allocations to all of the market. And so on that standpoint, from an allocation to the overall portfolio, I'm going to give the exposure to SPY. Um, I know it's considered old and outdated, but in reality, it'll have its day again. And having that broad-based exposure, I think, will pay as a core of your portfolio over time. Thank you for that analysis. Dave, you're up next for exposure strategy. How do you see it? For exposure and strategy here, you have two diversified tech-heavy aggressive growth indexes versus a far less diversified stock portfolio. This means you're picking between a rules-based, machine-driven approach and a predictive wizard with no curtain. Since the biggest evolutionary trend on Wall Street has been from stock picking to rules-based indexing, I give the exposure win to the more diversified, tech-heavy, and fully systematic NASDAQ 100. So QQQ is your pick. Thank you very much, Dave. We move next to performance. So Dave, you're up. Which of these ETFs on today's triple header wins the battle? So performance is where it really shakes out. Over the past six years, since ARK's inception, ARK-K strongly outperformed the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ 100. So big congrats to Kathy and company on all their success. However, ARK-K is less diversified and higher risk. In the first quarter 2020 corona crash, ARK-K was almost cut in half, while QQQ fell by less than one-third. At ETFPM, we don't trade ARK ETFs because the data favors leveraged ETFs in Bitcoin. That means wildcards. The American Dream ETF, NASDAQ 103 times, delivered almost double ARK without taking the risk of active management. Kathy might not pick the next Tesla, just as NVIDIA and Bitcoin are not top holdings in ARK. And it's shocking to see that the passive semiconductor three times Soxel delivered four times the gain from RK. And as for Bitcoin mania, we've been pounding the table on Bitcoin since last October, shortly after Michael Saylor joined the Raoul Paul Bitcoin crusade. Now, the public quotation of the Bitcoin trust started six months after RK launched. And over this slightly shorter period, GBTC delivered almost 122 times your money. Bitcoin left everything in the dust by miles. GBTC actually returned 17 times the total return of ARK-K. Sure, the downside risks in Bitcoin and leveraged ETFs are much greater, but so are the returns at times. That said, be sure to use these most volatile securities extra slowly and cautiously. At ETFPM, our aggressive growth allocations are currently trading other securities just mentioned, but for this battle, I give the performance win to ARK-K. 
Very good. Thank you, Dave. Those are some wowzer performance numbers. And Mike, you're up in terms of performance. How do you see it shaking out between these three ETFs? See if I can gather myself from, <laughs> from the amount of risk that was just spewed at me at one moment. Um, <laughs> let's see here. I, from an absolute performance perspective, looking backwards, it's going to be in the order of ARC, then Qs, then SPY. And the differences are astronomical. Um, I very much like the ARC portfolios. We actually have it as an anchor allocation in our global thematic models. Um, but at the end of the day, valuations do matter. I'm going to get into this a little bit more in the next category. Um, but if you look at these portfolios, these current levels, um, we're trading in la-la land. And, and a lot of these, um, Q's is bad enough at five and a half times last year's sales, um, but I can get there. Um, Kathy's portfolio, the ARC team's portfolio is currently trading at 12 and a half times last year's sales within the overall portfolio. That is up from three and a half times last year's portfolio for the exact same companies a year ago. Um, yes, these companies are seeing very big growth in their revenues. Their estimate growths are very impressive. But you've had a 400% expansion in multiples relative to 30, 40% growth in revenues. Um, there's a whole lot of um, things that have to go right for those valuations to continue being there. So from that perspective, looking forward, I'm going to go with the good old-fashioned SPY, um, giving it the nod to the future, the reopening trade, having allocations to the cyclical economy, um, and that's thinking about it right now. Come back to me in you know, 10 years from now, I think the companies inside of ARC most certainly are going to deliver that, but I think current levels suggest caution across a lot of these um, very shiny object type portfolios. Very good. Thank you, Mike. And our next battle category is the mystery category. And this is where our judges get to pick that one factor or multiple factors that they feel are important to today's conversation and battle. So, Mike, you're still up. So what is your mystery battle category and who wins it? So my mystery category, I alluded to it, and talking about performance is really just uh, fundamentals and valuation. Here's the deal. I don't invest based on valuation alone. I think valuations can expand and detract based on market style cycle by a lot. Um, but but I do, I've always kind of thought in my 20 plus years of, of watching the market, you start seeing stocks traded greater than 10 times last year's sales. It's more than a warning sign. Something is going on. And when you see an entire portfolio trade at greater than 10 times, then I think you a little extra caution warrants. And that's really where you're at right now with a lot of these portfolios. QQQ has a ton of companies trading over 10 times, but ARC, over 75% of the companies inside of that portfolio are trading greater than 10 times last year's sales. And it's not just 10 times. Some of these are 20, 30, 40, 50 times last year's sales. And those numbers I do not believe are sustainable. Um, you know, we can, we can have debates about when it makes that up, but at the current levels, I would take extra caution. So my Mr. Category says, mind your valuations at these current levels and look to things with a more diversification. Spy in this, in this battle, um, but I would even argue equal weight um, strategies like S&P 500 equal weight might even be better positioned because it would even take more of that FANG trade-off, um, that 30% in technology. So my mystery category, Look at fundamentals, understand your valuations, and understand just 
how far they've gone in such a short period. Thank you very much, Mike. Next up is Dave for his mystery battle category. What is it and who wins it? So, Ron, before I address the mystery category, let me just uh, comment on uh, risk management for some of these extremely volatile securities. You know, investors certainly need to have a process to protect principal when entering risk assets, especially with leverage. So even though we're discussing the tremendous upside in, in a number of these securities, the uh, individual risk control process and position sizing are another issue that we don't get into detail in this in this format. But for, for mystery category, you know, my mystery category is always position weighting because it's just so flippant important. The return from Bitcoin highlights how just a 1% allocation can make all the difference. A 1% portfolio allocation to GBTC actually delivered almost double the total return from a 10% allocation to RK. And since the diversification in the NASDAQ 100 enables the largest portfolio allocation, I give the position weighting win to QQQ. Thank you, Dave. And we move now to the final opportunity for our judges to weigh in with their overall winner in this triple header between QQQ, SPY, and RK. So Dave, you're still up. Who's your overall winner? So to recap this epic ETF battle, Kathy and company are super impressive. In an alternate universe, I might be a buyer. You can read about our research in the second edition of the Investable Benchmarks book. And for aggressive growth exposure, I give the win to GBTC, TQQQ, and Soxel. And in their absence here, I give the win to QQQ for lower risk and larger position size, second place to RK, and third place to the ETF granddaddy, S&P 500, which was last to add Tesla. Thank you very much. Did you just drop three wild cards on us right there? Just three for this one, right? Excellent. <laughs> I love it. Thank you very much. So how about you, Mike, in terms of your overall battle winner in this uh, epic triple header? Yeah, I think, uh, I think today's battle is a great example of understanding timing and entry points into the market. Um, yeah. Like I've been a proponent of thematic investing for a long time. Anybody that follows ETF Action Research knows that we run thematic models. They've done extremely well. We love them. Um, but Last year was the culmination of a perfect storm where you had a lot of innovation, a lot of technology companies to come into the market. And then it got accelerated 10 years because of a pandemic that, that settled in. And you saw a lot of names that, you know, meet the quote unquote innovation or disruptive technology um, start um, really accelerating from a standpoint of valuation multiples. And at this point, you're going to have to have the perfect scenario continue to play out for these companies to continue to return. And I think when thinking about entering into a portfolio right now and investing, I'd much rather continue to add um, allocations to the boring old S&P 500, or better yet, maybe even an equal weight version of that, than to continue throwing money at these current valuations. We all know the market can remain irrational longer than you can stay solvent but there's some prudence that needs to be applied here in the market. And I think to that reason, um, I'm, I'm sticking with SPY as my winner here. Um, QQQ is second place though. I think those valuations are, are pretty extreme as well. And then ARC, as much as I love the portfolio, we've been a proponent for a long time. Um, I'm gonna put it in third place on a forward looking basis for the short to midterm 
that could change pretty quickly. Like we saw today um, over the last you know, couple of weeks, ARC is now down 15, 20%. That, if that plays out for a little bit longer, um, my tune may change. But at the taping of this battle, I still think valuations are pretty extended. Well, thank you very much, judges, for weighing in. And according to my battle scorecard, this is a split decision with uh, QQQ getting Dave's vote in terms of a cost exposure strategy and then the mystery battle category as well as Dave's overall winner. And Mike, for you, it was pretty much a clean a sweep for SPY and for all the former reasons that you mentioned. And um, some things that jump out at me about today's matchup First of all, active management to me has always been a multidimensional uh, bet. You're betting on a curated portfolio that that's going to do better than index linked ETFs. And then you're also betting that the active manager's time on the job is going to perfectly match your investment time horizon. And seldom does that happen, people. Never mind if ARC's going to outperform indexes from this point forward. How much longer is Kathy Wood going to be managing ARC-K? I mean, she's going on 65, and some of us quit because we're forced to quit. Some of us quit because we want to quit. And I think about Peter Lynch. Now, I'm not trying to make any trouble here. I'm just asking some tough questions. So learn from history. Is Kathy Wood the next Peter Lynch? The Magellan Fund, when Peter left, was never the same. And so I think it could be that set of many active funds in that situation when you've got an all-star managed portfolio and the portfolio manager suddenly leaves. And so this is not something that's specific to RK and uh, Kathy Managewood funds. It's just across the board. And then the other thing that you guys both brought up talking about risk, RK has done tremendously better, but it's also a, a smaller portfolio. It's concentrated and of course, a higher risk portfolio relative to the other two competitors that we examined today. So thank you again, judges, for helping us sort through this epic battle. It was tremendous. And I want to throw this out to our audience. What did you think about today's battle? Uh, post your comments below in our comment section and give us your thoughts. Also, if you'd like to see a certain ETF battle, hit us up on our Twitter feed at ETF Guide. You can also post your ticker symbols in the comment section below. Thanks for watching. I'm Rhonda Leggy. And until next time, watch the battle before you invest right here on ETF Guide TV.